Welcome back to the ADW Profile Podcast on this day. Yes. ADW stands for? The same as it always does, a deeper way. <laughs> Feeling funny today, sir. Well, that that's appropriate. No, it's not. I don't know. Yeah. Why. <laughs> it's nothing to, to do with that. this vector. No, it really doesn't. Um, we're, we're looking... We're in, We're in the, the focus, vector. the cyplex yeah. world here yep. today, and we are on the the focus vector, which is one of the diagonal ones, and we're looking at the the bottom right red, just Ooh. that bright dark red one. Outcome focus. Outcome focus. So remember, the focus vector is answering the question: What are we paying attention to? And particularly when we're trying to evaluate, make decisions. Yeah. And so, Tim, I'd invite you to speak to outcome focus. Well, we're focused on the outcome. Pretty clear. (laughs) Not on the people. Right. And just to be clear for all of our dear listeners, we could be, as an individual, high on both outcome focus and people focus. I am. Yeah, they're not opposites in the sense that if I'm high on one, I have to be low on the other. No. Right. But they are two different pieces or sets of information that we can put our brains to paying attention to when we're determining if something's going well. So you, my friend, as you said, you actually are paying attention to both. I have a lot of green and a lot of red. You've got a lot of green and a lot of red. I could imagine. Yeah. And makes a lot of sense, actually, being a former teacher. Yeah. You've got to pay attention to how your students are doing, how they're feeling, how they're thinking. And is the class moving forward and hitting its goals? Absolutely. So outcome focus is essentially, are we hitting our goals? Are we staying on track? Are we really doing well? Are we doing well? So if people are kind of high on, not kind of, if people are high on outcome focus, how they might look to the outside world, yeah. right? They might come off as tough-minded, right? Yeah. And focused on the objectives and nothing else, right? Okay. They might be seen or described as competitive. And you might experience them as being willing to challenge other people. Yeah. And so that those descriptors can be very helpful in keeping a group moving toward where it's going, right? Yeah. And where it needs to go. So they might be focusing on their experience, right? And so if we're not making that progress toward where we need to go, that internal experience, right? This is a deeper way. So what do high outcome people kind of feel inside? They might feel some frustration if they're not reaching those targets. They might feel some discontentment or a sense of being stuck or held back if they're not seeing themselves or the group get to where it needs to go. Yeah. The the focus vector, a lot to do with group and team 
group right. and teams. Right. And yeah. It really shows up in those kinds of settings. And as you read all those descriptors, of course, what it really looks like for an individual is going to have a lot to do with their flavor as right. well. Um, and so to understand one's flavor, we want to look at where we're at on all of the aspects that make up outcome focus. And we begin in no particular order, but assertiveness happens Ooh. one of those yeah. uh, that falls into the outcome focus uh, tendencies. And assertiveness is really, in a sense, putting one's perspective and uh, assertion of what they think should be happening on the table mm -hmm. sort of without hesitancy. Without <laughs> hesitation. Yep. Here uh, we go. This is what I think we should do. Go yep. do it. Uh, yep. And there's a sort of acting on and putting themselves out there in, in that regard. Yep. Yep. Dominance. Another, yeah. Another aspect is self-confidence, right? It's this independency, right? I can be sufficient on myself. It's actually when I'm faced with the question, can I do it? Folks high on self-confidence. Heck yeah, I can. And yeah. so if that aspect is your highest one, that might be your dominant or leading flavor of your outcome focus is this abiding belief that, yes, I can do it. And that might be the thing that sort of the engine behind getting us to doing it, right? Yeah. Is this abiding belief that I can, so let's go. That self-confidence aspect. Another one is what, what we call in our uh, system language contemplation, Yes, uh, which really, particularly in the context of, of the outcome focus, really think about data and analytics, right? And relying on that hard data and hard information to, to see what's going on, to inform what's going on, mm -hmm. and to make decisions. People who are high in contemplation... They love kind of going around the data, around the data, around the data. Yeah. Um, they're not going to rely too much on how they're feeling, right? That's, right. that's more left to the people focus, folks. Right. Uh, uh, outcome folks are, okay, what do the numbers say? Yeah. In, in, in also this contemplation aspect, there's a level of, of kind of ongoing analysis. Yeah. And until we've analyzed it thoroughly, we're not going to move forward with the decision. Yeah. Right. Is this the best one? Is this right. the best one? So if contemplation's leading your outcome focus, you might actually look to other people less hurried and more yeah. willing to sit and chew on things, but you're doing it from the same outcome paradigm. But to other people, it might look like you're not taking as much action. That's true. Or immediate action. Yeah. Final values, ambition. And this is in that psychological mm. values layer, deeper layer of self than traits and patterns and a deep valuing or need to feel a sense of progress. Right. And if we're making progress for folks, high on values, ambition, that feels like my security then is, is sort of intact. And for folks really high on this in the outcome paradigm, if they don't have that sense of progress, 
what's it kind of like for them? What do they look like? Or what's it feel, not look like, what's it feel like for them? Awful. Awful. (laughs) (laughs) I I can say that because that's me. Mm. Well, I think so. Those are the four um, set you up. aspects assertiveness, self confidence, mm-hmm. contemplation, values, ambition. What if we look at some life hacks for life the outcome, uh, the outcome focused yeah. people? I have one. Do it. I- I'm, I'm finding myself wanting to qualify it by, by setting it up, and it's maybe not necessary. But, you know, uh, often with this outcome focus, it can look like sort of this relentless drive toward the goal. Right. Yeah. And sometimes even like stay out of my way. I'm I'm going right. Yeah. And to sort of build in moments for yourself when you pause Mm -hmm. and you go, well, what do I maybe need some help with here? Where, where would another perspective maybe actually be more helpful Right. Or be helpful to help us get right. to goal. Another life hack for high outcome focused people. Ask yourself when, kind of to your point, but let's double down on that. When can someone else be in charge? That's a good one. When might it be better for all of us to let somebody else be driving the ship? Yeah. Or the car. Or the motorcycle. Sure. Skateboard. And perhaps that might get us there faster. Yeah. Which that would be the good angle to take to the outcome focus person. Uh, right. It's called a paradoxical <laughs> yeah. life hack. Yes. I have another one. These all feel related, but I think in part it shows how focused outcome focus yeah. is. Again, there's that drive, that forward drive with outcome focused often toward the goal, and, and we can get sort of tunnel vision on that. And so to also take time, build in time, to ask oneself, wait a minute, what have we accomplished? Oh, And take yes. time to actually notice that and celebrate that. Yes. And in that, in a similar way to what you were just saying, how, how doing that can actually help build momentum. Yeah. To take the time to realize, oh, wait, we actually have gotten a lot done here. Mm-hmm. How lovely is that? Let's use that then to keep going. Yeah. Final life hack here. Get comfortable mm. with knowing when you've had enough data. Yeah. Right? So we need data. We need information. We need multiple perspectives. We need to go around an issue yeah. all the way around it. And maybe we need to go all the way around it twice. Yeah. So yes. And be comfortable then once you've gone all the way around it, make that decision. Go ahead and pull the trigger. It's sort of, sort of balancing can we actually ever be truly 100% certain? Right. Probably not. So what's my minimum threshold that I need to reach? And once I've reached it, go make that decision. You know what this makes me think of? I just the other day clarified for myself the difference Mm. between an assumption and a presumption. So one can presume or one can assume. And to me, it was related to that tip you were just giving. 
they're different things. An assumption is just a wild feeling that may or may not be related to anything. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming. And we know the classic when we assume what happens. <laughs> a, a, to presume is to actually draw an inclusion from a base of informed data. And, and, and so, yeah. so, so, so yeah. saying like, okay, yeah, we have this data. It's not necessarily going to give us every single answer and conclusion that we need. But based on what we do know here, what can we presume? I love that. I'm that taking lovely? that for myself. That nice. Meaning that advice. <laughs> when ha- I, I love that. I'm going to do it. Okay. So when have I moved from a point of assumption to a point of presumption? They're and very different. I can move to a point of presumption. And for us outcome folks, then it's time to go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, outcome, outcome focus. Focus. Hey, stay after that self-awareness. And stay curious. 